0: Tell me if you remember. Me if remember. No telling if you remember.
1: Yeah. I'll never
2: forget.
1: I'll never forget. Yeah. Welcome to the hashtag Haldasin Podcast. The show focused on the strategic disruption of the status quo in technical organizations, communities, and events. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Hashtag Call the Scene podcast, where my guest today is Dr. Chris Gilliard, pronouns he, him. Um, Would you please introduce yourself to the audience, Dr. Gilliard?
0: Hi, uh, and thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, my name is Dr. Chris Gilliard, and uh, I, uh, yeah, I I guess um, I'm not good self-promoting or talking about myself, so I, I, I do a lot of writing. Uh, And speaking on uh, privacy and surveillance and and platforms and, uh, you know, digital equity, things like that.
1: All right. So uh, since he he, he has a problem with being, um, you know, self-promoting, this is what this episode is going to be about, an hour of (laughs) 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 self-promotion. So let's start as we always do. Why is it important to cause a scene and how are you, sir, causing
0: a scene? So, you know, I thought about this and I, I think probably the most important thing I could think of was uh, how civility has is, is been used against us historically and currently. Um, the notion that, <laughs> you know, I usually that... do not interrupt people,
1: <laughs> but folks know how I feel about civility. We actually have a shirt in the communities that says fuck civility. Yes.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, how it's been used, you know, I mean, when your rights are being dismantled and destroyed and uh, your personhood isn't respected, you shouldn't be civil. You should cause a scene. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I do my best. Uh, I, I think the way I try to do it is to tell the truth. Uh, I think that there are lots, you know, particularly, I mean, not. It's not only tech, but um, I think tech has its own way of doing this, Mm -hmm. Um, lying to people all the time, Uh, telling (laughs) mistruths, half-truths, outright lies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And 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 under the guise of we're doing it to save you. Right, right. (laughs) And I I think one of the ways they get away with it is that, uh, you know, in-group, out-group thing, Uh, you know, saying who's in tech, who's not in tech, who gets to talk uh, saying that you can't speak on it because you don't understand it. Um, and so to the extent that I do understand it and other people don't, or I have a, a, a degree of insight or time on my hands that other people don't, I, I try to just tell the truth about things.
1: Okay. So there, you mentioned two things that I, um, well, you mentioned one thing in, on your Twitter, I want to, I wanted to, um, Highlight something, that, or talk about something that. Um, well, you mentioned two, th- three things. Fuck civility, because I say all the time when I really under start unpacking white su- supremacy, and realizing just like walking around in my world that white is, civility is optional for whiteness, but it's the expected behavior of people of color and other marginalized groups because it it allows us to manage our own behavior so we don't bother you. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't make you uncomfortable, whiteness uncomfortable. We do not cause a scene for whiteness. Um, When when I really started unpacking that, how how often I um, let other people pass who should be paying attention, um, uh, people bumping into you as though you don't exist, um, how people just walk around the world and say and do things that we have just been trained not to. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> and yeah. then when I connected it, so our parents, our forefathers taught us these things to save our lives. I, I totally get, I totally understand that. And, and, and for us, it's been sold as that's what polite is, particularly in the South, you know, you, you Southern, Southern nice, you know, we just smile and we take it in and we just, you could be stomping on our necks and we're just going to say, Oh, bless your heart. You didn't mean it. And then you start unpacking white supremacy. You're like, Oh yes, the fuck you did mean that. <laughs> like, and and if I don't cause a scene, you will continue to do that and bring friends along with you. Right. Um, that, that, uh, that speaks to me. Um, but I want to talk about, I want you to define, because people always, again, my, the majority of my followers are um, white folks. They are my target audience. I recognize, I do the work, <clears throat> understand that I am educating the oppressor while also processing my own oppression. I cannot target marginalized people in the same way because i would have to process their oppression and my oppression and that's just too much bandwidth for me so i want to because white folks the oppressor is always acting like they don't know what the fuck's going on could you please define what in group out group is and how that shows up and also i want to get into this digital redlining
0: yeah so i mean Whew, uh <laughs> I'll do my best. I mean, I, I well, I, I'll, I'll keep it to how I, I witness it. In time.
1: And that's all it is. It's your lived experience.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, my, my doctorate is in English. Um, so I am not. Oh shit. That's, yeah. that's a
1: huge in group, out group issue. Yeah.
0: So who gets, I am
1: <laughs> who, who gets to, who's speaking correct English and yeah. Okay. Go ahead, sir.
0: Absolutely. But I, you know, uh, how, how I'm known most um, by most people now who know me aside from my, from students uh, is by talking about tech and, you know, there's a huge divide about, you know, like, do you know how to code? Right. I mean, did you go to Stanford? Um, You know, I mean, on and on. And I, I mean, by seeing you online and you know, of what I speak. (laughs) (laughs) I'm forever sharing your stuff. Uh, (laughs) Um, And that uh you know and 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 in that way that's used as a sort of uh you know mallet uh hammer sledgehammer to to say who gets to speak on issues it's gatekeeping affect, yeah that affect all of us mm-hmm. you know so if i talk about amazons or if i talk about uh you know facebook or if i talk about digital redlining uh when I talk about the ways some of these systems work and some of the ways they work against us, some of the ways they were always going to work against us.
1: And were designed to work
0: yes, against us. Yes, exactly. Let's, let's talk, I want to stop.
1: I'm interrupting you here because I need people to understand that a lot of, some of the things that we've done were not intentional, but because we didn't have a fucking strategy they caused harm. But some of the things that we're dealing with were designed that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, I, I mean, I, I maybe should have warned you beforehand. I'm not like a talker. Um, mm-hmm. So please, like I mu- <laughs> I, I'd much rather have like back and forth than me spouting off. So uh, I think that's used to control uh, um, us and to, to um, allow systems that are actively harming us to keep harming us without us saying anything or having any pushback. You know, and think about facial recognition. Um, and it's so
1: funny because the Apple car, Apple Maps car, just came down my road, my oh street. Gosh. Yeah, and no, 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 no funny, no no, 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 no. But let me tell you what I did. I, 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 I was in my driveway and I pulled out because I was like, "Is this autonomous?" So I, I'm following the damn thing so <laughs> I can see if it's autonomous or not. <laughs> and it was not. There were two people in the car.
0: And so I think that that. I mean, that's real basic, but I think in in uh, in the circles about technology, I think it's a very powerful weapon, which is to say, you know, if you don't have these credentials that are only available to select few people anyway.
1: And that we fucking um, made up.
0: Right. Yeah, mm. yeah, that, yeah absolutely. <laughs> if you don't have those, then you're not allowed to speak on this thing that's actively crushing you or your community.
1: Okay, I'm gonna stop you there. Okay, make a society this. worse. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there because you just hit something that that. So these gatekeepers or these these in groups can say who gets to speak on technology, and yet these same individuals have no absolutely no problem stepping their foot in the areas that they don't fucking know about, right. and, and and being an expert. And Twitter is great for that. You have a blue check. (laughs) You have a blue check because you know Angular. That's what the fucking lane you need to stay in. Yeah. You do not have a blue check. Your opinion is not verified for anything beyond that technology. And we continue to see how people in large platforms gatekeep by having. Um, I'm gonna name his ass because he irritates the shit out of me. His name is Ben Lish um he's one of the people um yeah he blocked me fuck y'all um but he blocked me because i've had several encounters with this privileged ass white dude with a huge platform who will make what he considers proclamations about his feelings i just don't understand i feel very uncomfortable now because i am i feel of a Anxiety because I don't know how to speak to people at conferences. And da, da da da. Well, if you don't know how to speak to people at conferences, you should not get the fucking platform. You don't get to make to experiment on people. And then when people say, mm, that was inappropriate, then you get to whine. No, Ben and others, Amy Knight. You don't get to say, oh, I've had a great experience in tech. I don't understand why everybody's so angry. We just need to all calm down when you have a blue check for the shit that you are, your technology that you um, are, are, quote unquote, an expert in. You do not get to talk about with authority outside of your lived experience. Now, you have every right to talk about your lived experience. But once you step outside of technology and you start talking about bullshit, you have every right to expect that somebody's going to challenge your ass. But then they fall back into, I don't know what the you're so angry. Why are you so aggressive? Why can't we we be civil? Fuck civility. You had no you had thought had no forethought before you put this on on the (laughs) Internet to say. <laughs> to say, I don't understand why everybody's having a problem or the o- opposite, why am I such a victim now? And when people push back, then you wanna sh- <laughs> you wanna delete tweets and then come back like, oh, nothing happened, or you wanna block. But um, I know Ben, you're still following me because I see when you pop up on my damn periscopes, buddy. Um, so you wanna block, but you wanna still watch what the fuck I'm doing. Um, that shit has to go. Yeah. When you're talking you can't be a gatekeeper,
2: yeah, no. <laughs> but can't keep the gate. That's what-
1: that's, what- that's what- <laughs> I am the gate, I-, I can admit, I am the gatekeeper of hashtag Cause the scene community because if you come in here with some bullshit and, and the most important tenant or guiding principle that we have is prioritize the most vulnerable. It is my job to ensure that you get your ass handed to you. Other than that, we can have conversation. But as a gatekeeper, there comes, if you want that role, there's responsibility to it. Right. And people don't want that. They want to just be the, oh, let me do whatever the fuck I want to. But when you, somebody says, oh, no, you need to be held accountable. But what about my feelings? <laughs> and as I said many times, white folks, particularly black folks in tech, ain't thinking about or responsible for your damn feelings anymore. It's time for y'all to get therapy cuz we don't give we have no fucks to give. <laughs> it's true. So y'all know I talk a lot, but I'm 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 doing this to help a brother out cuz he said y'all, <laughs> he don't talk a lot.
0: <laughs> so um so well, let me uh so um I mean I can talk a little bit about digital redlining. Yes, uh, what
1: what is it and and what does it look like?
0: The way I think about it. Uh and and I I got to give some props to students because the way I started to become most aware of this is seeing how it affects student, affected uh, students in my classes. Um, so my, my institution, um, who I typically don't name, I mean, it's easy enough to find out, but I don't, yeah, I don't fuck call them, them out. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> um, it's owned by some were, white folks. It's all right.
1: We already know that. It's all right. We don't need to send a no more whiteness. Keep going.
0: <laughs> they, were, they had a, a policy of filtering the Internet at a college. And they were filtering the internet, yes, at a college. Uh, and it was having some really uh, um, you know, uh, terrible effects on my, my students' ability to do research.
1: Give me an so example.
0: The, the example I always use is my students were doing uh, work, doing research on what at the time was referred to as revenge porn. Um, it's now called differently. Typically, is referred to as non-consensual intimate imagery. Um, my students were doing work on that. And, you know, it's a thing that students should be able to research. And uh, they uh, couldn't find anything because the filter treated their searches as if they were looking for porn. Not like if they were looking for information about research or, you know, information about revenge porn. Of which, yeah, I mean, there's legal cases, there are, I mean, there's a lot of research on that. But when they typed in the term Mm -hmm. revenge porn, they couldn't find anything. And they came to me and said, Hey, Professor G, uh, there's nothing out there on this, which I knew to be false. But they're not experts in that area. (laughs) And so they're.
1: Oh my God. So that's another red flag. So it's like for them, the information didn't exist. (laughs) Because they couldn't access it. So for in their heads, it does not exist.
0: Oh my God, keep going. (laughs) you know, this was not only students. I mean, this happened to professors too, because again, I I mean, and this is not, I don't mean this to be dismissive in the least. A lot of people, uh, I mean, people's levels of how the internet, understand how the internet works has has, uh, levels, Uh, you know, and there are a lot of professors who, if something doesn't show up, they think it doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, Same as students. And, you know, it's worse for students because...
1: Okay, (laughs) continue that statement because I need to dig into that. That's some deep shit. Go ahead.
0: It's worse for students because we're asking them often to do research in areas where they're not experts. So if I go look up, uh, you know, a particular thing that I work on a lot, you know, nothing to hide theory and, and privacy or something like that. And I don't find anything. I know there's something wrong with the search, mm-hmm. or the you know, or mm-hmm. the engine, or the you know, the database, or whatever.
1: So this um, is akin to when we back in the day had the encyclopedia on the shelf, and what wasn't in that fucking encyclopedia did not exist. Yeah. Wow, but we have access to infinite yeah. information.
0: And so I started oh, wow. thinking about you know, and not not the, not not only that, but you know, who uh, gets. I teach at a community college, so who gets to who has broadband? What kind of broadband do they have? Mm. Uh, do you, are, yes, who gets to filter Absolutely. who gets to decide
1: what the filter is who who's who's to say that college filtering porn even if it's rec, um, recreational porn right, is appropriate right. for college
0: students? Uh, so you know.
1: Because I can tell you, I work through K through 12, and them high school and middle school students can yeah. get around them down filters and get and them some porn on the internet anytime they wanted issue.
0: to. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I have students who work jobs, you know, most of them have jobs, some of them have several jobs. And so when they're on mm-hmm. campus is when they do their work. So the assumption that they could just get it mm. elsewhere, you know, do it another time or something like that, uh, I think is a, is a really problematic assumption. So start digging into it and, and, and thinking about it and writing about it and, and, you know.
1: Well, you brought up so many blind spots. And this is why we need diversity, people. It's not, I don't wanna hear one more white dude complain about he won't get a jam job in tech. Um, this is, you don't deserve the job in tech that requires this blind spot to be found. Let's let's be clear on that. That's what's shifting. Because like I said before, who gets to determine what the qualifications for this industry are have changed because the qual the needs have changed. Now you need individuals with lived experiences that you do not have to create products and services do that um minimize harm and and and, and and um, keep you from having a risk management or crisis management
0: issue. Yeah,
1: and that speaks to that. So well, it's,
0: let me uh, let me interject yes. one small thing. So yeah. I grew up yeah. in Detroit, mm-hmm. and so in Detroit, uh, I, I, I'm 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 more aware of it in Detroit than other places. Okay.
1: Okay. Let's let, let me be clear. Let's be clear. <laughs> are you in Detroit proper, or are you in one I of the grew suburbs up in of Detroit? <laughs> okay, there no, you no. go. You yeah. grew up with the potholes in the street so damn big yeah, that I'm you in can the, I, the car. You know,
0: I grew up in the 313. Yeah, okay. Like no no doubt. Okay, about there that. you go.
1: Okay. Okay. And
0: okay. it's uh you can still see a lot of the vestiges of of redlining. Uh, in some mm-hmm, in some ways yes. that it's it's so clear in ways that it's maybe not as clear in other cities in oh, that man, you F- can drive down God. Yeah. Oh my god. You can god, drive down one street. Mm. So there's a street um it, uh, called Mac.
1: Yeah, Albert uh, Mac. Yep.
0: Okay, you know Mac. Yeah. And one side is Detroit and one side is Gross Point. Yes. And it's a uh, totaled, it yeah. is
1: night and day. It, it is. is very uh, It is very, it is so obvious that it could not have been anything but intentional.
0: Mhm and I grew up close to 8 mile. So mm-hmm. I grew up okay. on off off of 6 mile.
2: Okay, okay. But like,
0: you know, so 2 miles.
2: Mhm.
0: Um where again which has typically again been kind of a delineator for uh mm-hmm. you know, Detroit Detroit and not Detroit.
2: Mhm.
0: You know, and so to think about all the ways that government policy um you know, because uh wealth for so long was dictated by or not dictated by but a, a a large way that people built, built generational wealth in America was through housing.
2: Um, Mm I think that's
0: a fair thing to say. Uh, And because black folks were denied that uh, you know um, all the ways that that plays out in terms of education and health and the kind of food and water you're able to drink and eat um, all those things because of policy that many people still, you you know, in 2020, don't know was intentional, right? They don't know, um, uh, they're not aware of that. And I mean, I encourage people, go look at the HOLC maps, you know. There's What is that? um, The Homeowners Loan Corporation um, built maps, you know, at the behest of the Mm -hmm. government, made these maps. And you can see, um, there's a site called Mapping Inequality and mapping inequality has high res maps for, um, all these, uh, uh, areas, you know, so Detroit, um, you know, Chicago, uh, you know, Baltimore, I don't, I can't, I, yeah. Um, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like dozens mm-hmm. and dozens of big cities.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I
0: encourage you, L.A. Look at those <laughs> maps. Oh gosh. Yeah. And we want to talk about um, LA and Silicon Valley. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, I mean, read Color of Law, you know. And so they, and I encourage you to look at those maps and then to think about, you know, and to look at sort of present day maps, you know, where is the incinerator, you know, who has, um, where, who's, who's getting, who has like, uh, you know, toxins in their water, where are the best schools, you know, all those things. And you will see the parallels between then and now, you know, and pretty stark contrast.
1: To find out more about the guiding principles and adding them to your Twitter profile banner, please visit hashtag Now, you know,
0: pretty stark
1: It's it's so funny that you mention this because <clears throat> this is the argument I have with every on these these fake fucking progressive folks when you want to talk about. Um, first of all, I, I, I need to implore you to stop telling black and brown people how to damn vote or how they should think. Uh, we have lived experiences that you do not understand. And if one more white woke folk person tells me how that I am less of a caring person or kind person um, because I do not prioritize climate change, you can kiss my ass. Because it what climate change has been in our communities from day one. We know what the hell the problem is. We have Flint is where it is because of the climate issues. The, where they put exactly what you say where they put the 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 landfills are in our mm-hmm. communities, where yeah. they put nuclear plants and shit like that is in our communities. You're only interested now because it's affecting y'all ass. And I love animals, but yeah every time y'all see a damn something in the ocean with plastic around its neck you want to you want to holler. When you see all these things that have been in our communities for so long, now you want to holler. What I say, though, is climate change is a nice to have. For us, getting home safely is a must. And also, if you ask us as prioritize the most vulnerable and listen to the people in these communities, climate change issues will be taken care of because these people next to these plants and everything know how best, because they've been trying to protect themselves forever from minimizing their risk. And I'm gonna, as soon as I get off here, I am going to do a live called hiring for blind for your blind spots. You just hit me with that. That's just like <laughs> because this is where we, we, we cause harm. As a black woman, I understand that I am pretty much at the bottom of the barrel. But, you know, that there's pe- there are people who in society are below me and namely those are trans black women, black and brown women. So what I'm going to do when I want to have a conversation or when I want to learn, I'm going to follow individuals on Twitter. I'm going to ask them to come on the show to share their stories. I'm going to I'm going to. Um, and that's what I loved about the Dwayne Wade family story, Dwayne and Gabrielle Union, when their daughter um, spoke to them about tra- or, or who she communicated who she was they went to the people who knew best they said they went to the whole damn cast of polls
0: Uh hey Uh can
1: y'all help us with this yeah why can't this again speaks to the in our space the blind spots we are so used to believing our own bullshit that if there's a problem we don't go to the experts because again we have the blue check we're the experts and we think that covers all kinds of domains, and we cause harm. Um, so, yeah, that's just stuck in, that's just sticking in my head, because as you're talking about this red line, because it's very obvious in some communities, yeah, and Detroit is one that's still very obvious.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Um, a lot of other cities is, uh, there's a lot of gentrification, and there's some gentrification going on in Detroit, but those lines, that stock line that you said about Mac, is there. Mm-hmm. And so how is that showing up online?
0: So, yeah. So I, you know, I started uh, referring to this, you know, tech policies, investment decisions, uh, you know, practices that disproportionately harm uh, Black communities, you know, marginalized folks. As I refer to it as digital redlining. Uh, there's a lot of ways that it affects it, and I, I, I,
1: would you call that what your students were experiencing?
0: Yes. Now, and, and, and I should note that, um, most of my students are not black, mm-hmm. uh, but they, again, so I, You're you know, at I'm a community, community college though. That's something yeah, I'm different. Yeah, at a community yep, college. That's so, difference. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there's a way that, that they were affected and, you know, that they wouldn't be if they were at university of Michigan. Um, and it has real, I, I, I mean, so I don't, people won't want to, may, may, I, I imagine that people would think this is overblown. But if you think about what access to information, how it can change your life, how it can change your health, uh, you know, the ability, uh, you know, so I, like a real quick example, I had a friend who was feeling really ill this weekend. And I said, well, and I mean, she has health insurance. And I said, well, you know, um, if you have like a, you know, my chart or whatever it is, you know, there's like there, um, if you have insurance, a lot of places are now offering you a televisit because she didn't want to leave the house. And she was able to do that and get some medicine and not leave the house. And, uh, you know, she's doing well now just take that. And that's for something, maybe she had the flu. You know, maybe she has a cold. She was not feeling well, but she was able to do that small thing because she has health insurance and internet and somebody who knows the internet maybe, or remembered something slightly that she didn't remember all those things. And, but that, and and so that's where like, what in many cases is a minor health issue, but many people are not having minor health issues. And so the ability to see a doctor online in your home could have some real serious, uh, the positive or negative health outcomes just by the just by the fact that you having not only insurance i mean and that's another conversation mm-hmm. but just having broad, broadband mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um and so all the ways that access to information um can shapes. affect shapes. And, all yeah and shapes
1: our how our perspective on the world is right right
0: i mean you know it's it's, it's a kind of a cliche or going around but it's true that a lot of the misinformation and disinformation is free right now. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the good information is behind paywalls. you know? um, (laughs) 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 And and
1: let's talk about that because I see that a lot. Um, Exactly. Oh my
0: word. Yes. And so this is true for students too, because, Mm. you know, a lot of people don't understand how journal access works at institutions. And that the more money your institution has, the better journal access they have. So, or and, and, when I, you, and, I,
1: and I'm going to add to that. And when you matriculate out that system, you no longer have that level mm-hmm, access because I'm mm-hmm. I'm finishing up my doctoral program, and I had to. Hey, what is the alumni research thing like? Because I I'm a researcher. I need access yeah. to research
0: journals. I'm
1: mm-hmm. not paying thousands of dollars for this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so. Uh, my students are as, you know, as intelligent and enterprising as anyone's. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and again, oh. I don't like to overstate this, but the, the, uh, there are ways that they are um, denying them access to knowledge is a detriment to society. I'll just put it that way.
1: No, it's that. not, that's not overstating it at all, because what I just wrote down is why I have an argument constantly about equality versus equity. Mm-hmm. Because will be, so people will say they're going to college, so that's equal. Mm-hmm. But it's an equity issue, because they don't have access to the same information and, and to gain, which will allow them to gain the same knowledge and skills at the right. same level as somebody from Stanford or the University of Michigan or yeah. Emory or mm-hmm. UCLA. Yeah. Wow. You just blew yeah, my so- fucking mind. You gotta wait, sir. Cause you just oh, blew- sorry. You just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> I just like unpacked that right there. This is why. And I want to tease this out a bit. So give me a second, because I, I need to do yeah, this for my classroom. Yeah. So my, 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 my audience is my class. So I need to tease this out for you people. So this is why, this is another great example of why equality is bullshit. So, so and you talk, let's go back to this redlining thing. So I know, because Kroger is in Detroit. So, okay. Kroger, where I am. In 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 a county, there's a long county that goes from the n- north of of the city down to the south of the city, and yet for the same county, they're totally different experiences Kroger-related. <laughs> Let's talk about Kroger. <laughs> the Kroger up north, on the north side of town, is would be the Kroger where the athletes and the celebrities and lived live. So. I get that they have a different stock of, of, of items than the one that's south, which is in the hood. It's just, it's just in the black neighborhood, it's just the hood. And so what, I, what, we're, what we're seeing now is the Kroger's on the south end of the town, they're putting up these plastic, bulletproof partitions around certain areas in the store which they are not doing on the north side of town. And so if you looked at it from what you would think is an objective eye, you're saying, well, they're doing that for theft prevention, right? But I, like, I need people to go a little deeper than that because let's talk about why the difference are so stark from the north side of town to the south side of town in the same fucking county. Because this makes no sense. You can, when, we, when, you, talk about, when you talked about homeownership, this is why certain cities annex themselves off because they don't want to pay um, certain com- they don't want to pay their taxes to go to certain communities. But you are talking about the same county, <laughs> just affluent a up north and pour down at the bottom of the state of the of the county, and the ones up north. And I like people to think about this because let's just talk about for education wise. Because you're talking about information and who gets access to information. Schools are funded by homeowners, um, by taxes. Well, in the same county, the housing up north is going to bring in far more taxes than what's down below because many of them don't have housing. They're living in apartments, um, um, multi, multi-person units, however they call that. So they're not getting the tax base from homeowners. That money goes directly into the school systems. And tell me why the schools in the same county, the ones up north, are better funded, better equipped, Sa- same county. And, and yet, those students can have a better public school experience, or there's a shitload of private schools up there for them t- to, 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 to attend. Where down south, That's all they got is the free ones, right? So then you're talking about people who are already marginalized. And not many not working jobs that can make ends meet. Yeah, there are some people out here who are just gonna be criminal. I get that. But that's everywhere. That's not uniquely in our communities. Although the data, the, 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 the narrative is such, the data does not prove that out. To me, it's traumatizing to be a black person, to go into a fucking grocery store and their plastic partitions over the damn razors, over the condoms. Dudes, don't play with me with this bullshit. Y'all write that off on your taxes as losses. Don't play, don't play with me as if it's a big, it like, oh my God, it's personally coming out of your check or your, your company. Yes, there you are. There is some theft going on. But don't tell me you're not working them numbers at tax time to make, to make that payoff for you. Do not tell me that. So I don't even get that. As a part of business, you understand that there's a some there's going to be theft as a part of business that's a that's an outcome of doing business. And I know people are going to say, "But Kim, that's wrong, but that's bullshit, y'all, because there's no equity. I can say if those schools were funded the same way, if those streets were patched up the same way, if that if 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 all things were equal, and that was happening then yeah, put up the partitions. But because they aren't, it is just, it is redlining, it is discriminatory, and it's disgusting to me. And I will not, unless I, because I don't like to use absolutes, unless I have to, I will not be going into Kroger.
0: I'm done. And I don't know if you did this intentionally, but that leads into another thing that I, I talk about a lot is okay I'm gonna fake like I did an intention so go ahead <laughs> go ahead sir yeah <laughs> well, I did that intention well played. is <laughs> 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 the surveillance in, in stores and things like that and the the rationales that are used uh to strip people of their privacy and dignity and to surveil people uh, help, uh you know accumulate data on them. Uh in the name of safety, uh, you know, or convenience, because uh, Amazon is pushing this. Uh, and and uh, it might seem like I'm jumping wildly, but they're intimately connected.
1: No, uh, everything's connected. So you're not jumping wildly. I need people to see the connections. Go ahead.
0: And, and Amazon is pushing these, you know, I was just talking about this online today. Amazon is pushing these uh, cashierless grocery stores.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know you've all, you probably have also seen uh, that a lot of stores are trying to go cashless um, which is really about and and they even go so far as to make the argument that they don't want to take cash because it's more sanitary that way you know so given where our current status right where society is right now you could see where that will lead uh, and, and and again a thing i didn't know and so i just say this because i didn't know this there's no federal law that says a place has to take cash. Uh, different uh, cities have passed laws ma- mandating that. But there's no federal law that says that.
1: So uh, let's talk about why why, why, do you, why, would you, why. is this an important issue to you?
0: So because uh, I think that people should be able to go, I believe in uh, obscurity. And so what I mean by that is people should be able to go about their business Um, and as long as they're not harming anyone, uh, do things and be, uh, obscure to law enforcement, to companies, to other people who don't know them. Like I should be able to go about my day and if people don't know me and I'm not bothering anybody, like just do my thing. Um, companies don't want you to do that. Uh, you know, Amazon doesn't want you to do that. Facebook, I mean, you name it. Uh, Law enforcement does not want you to do that. Eliminating cash is a way of um, enforcing that. And also tracking
1: your ass.
0: Yeah, exactly. Shit. Uh, And it's a a method of control. I mean, surveillance Mm -hmm. and control. Because then it, I mean, and again, I mean, I I don't, there's a long list of ways, but just to think about what it means, um, again, and this is going to hit on marginalized people more, what it means to track where they are, what they buy, what they eat, who they're with, you know, all kinds of things that you'll be able to tell by tracking people's um, movements and spending habits.
1: And it also, on on, on another, if you pull that out, it also becomes a barrier or an extra, because most, Mm -hmm. a lot of poor people are unbanked. So now ain't nobody giving them no car for free. You can get cash, but no one's giving you Mm -hmm. a card that you can recharge or whatever for free.
0: And 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 further, I mean, this is going to eliminate a bunch of jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, yeah. yeah. Um, And so, I mean, these things are all connected. I I I think they are. No, Uh, they are definitely. And how we go from you know thinking about redlining to privacy and surveillance and to. You know, autonomy and obscurity, I mean, I think they're all uh, connected.
1: I'm now ready to articulate and to publicly share my need to shift from causing the scene. Currently, this work, this push for equity, for minimizing harm, and for prioritizing the most vulnerable, is collectively viewed by many as noise, bullying, troublemaking, as contrarian for controversy's sake, rather than what it is a necessary evolution for the overall health and well being of those who work for us, partner with us, buy from us, invest in us, and society as a whole. My focus from this day forward is to forge a path to welcoming and psychological safety in systems, institutions, and policies at scale because I will no longer put new wine into old wine skins. My team and I will be spending the next few months making the necessary changes to ensure that my new commitment to doing the proactive work of leading a movement framed by the guiding principles and seen through an anti-racist lens strategically happens with a relaunch on Juneteenth. To be kept informed of our progress, please follow me on Twitter at K-I-M-C-R-A-Y-T-O-N one Kim Creighton one, and on our new Kim Creighton's Community Cafe Discord server. When I started #CauseAScene in 2019, it was out of my frustration that no one was listening. Now that you're listening, it's time to get to work. Thank you for the years of support, and I'll meet you on the other side. Have a wonderful day.
0: Autonomy and obscurity. I mean, I think they're all.
1: Uh, connected. I didn't even, and, and, and it's so funny how everybody's always like pushing, pushing this, pushing cashless, pushing, 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 pushing these things, and we're not. But we're pushing them out of our convenience
0: mm-hmm. and not
1: thinking. Because I can tell you, when my my um Amazon package ain't here in two days, and now they got it at <laughs> one, I'm like, where the fuck is my package? <laughs> uh, and then I have to stop and think, what does that take? Because I didn't tell you when the when the Apple. Uh, Map car came by. I was still sitting in my car, and it came by again. And guess what was right behind it? A prime Amazon truck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course.
1: And so it is. I don't. When we think about our convenience, it's incumbent upon us to think about systems and not silos, because to for me to get my package here in a day that is on another coast requires some ingenuity on their part
2: mm-hmm.
1: that I don't see under the hood how people are negatively impacted. Right, right. Just so I can get, I mean, literally people are going, I know people who will order one, like a shit, like a, a, a one seasoning, not trying to pack up a whole bunch of stuff to put in the box. Yeah. And I've done it. Yeah. I mean, I've done it. Like, oh, I need this. Some $4 item. And I pay my, I have prime, but that doesn't, does not ne- nary enough co- cover Mm-mm. the cost of wow. that that supply chain.
0: Yeah. And I, I think rendering those things invisible to us is an important part of, of the stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah. They cover up yeah. all the logistics. Mm-hmm. And because this is the thing I said um, before, and I, I said this in 2018, when did, I think 2017 or 18 when Amazon bought Whole Foods. I was only excited about, I, I told people I understood the, the ramifications of who Amazon was and what they were trying to be. Um, the the reason I was kind of excited coming from a business, um, a business strategy perspective is that for the first time, there was a company big enough to take on um, Walmart because these are not retail companies these are actually logistics companies these are companies who have processes procedures and policies in place down to the nth degree that they could pop out Christmas put in Valentine's they can pop out um, um, um Yom Kippur, put in Kwanzaa I mean they have <laughs> <laughs> it is all about the moving parts for them yeah. um, and so what what I was excited to see is how that would shake up the, the Walmart model. And that's when you saw them closing Sam's Clubs and stuff because they didn't have to be financially, they didn't have to reinvent, they didn't have... So a lot of these old big companies don't have to change anything unless they're forced to, won't change anything unless they're forced to. Unfortunately, though, Amazon, although they forced... Walmart to look at their systems and reevaluate and streamline. Um, Walmart's not trying to get into ring surveillance. <laughs> Walmart's not trying <laughs> right. to. They're not doing, they don't have AWS. Walmart's not doing a lot of things that Amazon, when you really think about how they're having a bigger impact on all the years that IBM was around, I mean, that they were innovating.
0: Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people know what AWS is to be honest, you know.
1: Well, I, I'm speaking because it's a tech this is a technical this is a technology kind of audience. Yeah. But yeah, I know my mama don't know what the fuck it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, that's a good a big reason why Amazon can not operate at a loss with the other stuff until they put you out of business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's cuz they have AWS. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean they're suing the government cuz they didn't get their workload, you know. Um <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh.
1: So it's hmm. We've talked about a lot. <laughs> because <laughs> and as I told you we would. Because I find it and uh, this that's why I like to bring academics on. This is why I like to bring black academics on, is because I like to dispel the myth that only uh the white narrative is the is the authority on this and that um you can't find these individuals, you're fucking not looking because I can find them. I mean, I just what did I do to you? We follow <laughs> each <laughs> other. I say, hey, sent you a DM. If I can do it, I'm sure other people could, you know, it's like um this yeah. the excuses for causing harm are no longer acceptable. Um and we're we're talking about perspectives. I mean you just open my mind to so and I'm an educator and you open my mind up to so just that whole college Community college issue, and then the the not finding the information and assuming it's not there, mm-hmm. not having the experience to know that your critical thinking says, hmm, if it's not there, there's something wrong with the search, and not that there's no information on this thing. Yeah. So, think about mm-hmm. let's let's pull this out. Your students had yeah. you to help. Think about those who don't. Think about. Oh my God! This is. <laughs> My mind is just like spinning right now because it, it's going to force me. As I can tell you, I've been, I've been very much um, i I'm, I'm very flippant at times when I'm like, dudes, find it. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to help me evaluate my strategy of asking, how are you mm-hmm. looking? Adding that into my
0: query. Yeah. And if I could add another thing, you know, I mean, you, and you mentioned this early. So you have strategies if if there is journal access that you don't have. You know, I have strategies. I mean, I have tons of friends.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> I, in my experience, students don't have that. Exactly. You know? And they're, they're not going to pay for an article, which I encourage them not to. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, they run into a wall and then they turn around, you know, I, and I try and give them the, uh, you know, um, some strategies to smash through the wall you know, climb over it, go around it, whatever mm-hmm, it is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, even if it's like, I can has PDF, you know, on Twitter or whatever it is, you know, a lot of them don't, Um, no one's giving them those strategies because it, se- it seems uh, illegitimate to get information other than in the ways you've been told you're supposed to get it.
1: Oh, it's so funny that you just mentioned that because one of the pushbacks I had constantly when I was in um high, when the high school level is... People invalidating Wikipedia. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wikipedia has a lot of I, from For my students, I would advise you to start there. Mm-hmm. Not, we're not talking about plagiarizing, but damn, if it's a, the, the resources that are in Wikipedia, the links to real substantive articles, why would you start? from scratch (laughs) i mean why are we hell we're copying and pasting code code off stack overflow every day why would we expect (laughs) students see but we're not teaching students how the real world works Mm -hmm. and this is what this is one of the reasons that i'm stack overflow gets on my damn nerves is because they don't take the responsibility of understanding the impact they have on world systems because people are just going in there copying and pasting code without understanding it and not understanding the bias behind the code and all these other things um they're not to me they have not taken that that role their role in that seriously enough for me at all and yet we also aren't teaching students that that's how we are in the world nobody's Mm -hmm. reinventing angular shit use (laughs) angular
0: (laughs) you know or yeah
1: javascript that's why you have frameworks and 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 all these things. Nobody's reinventing this, um, but yet we're asking students to start from scratch every time, and if we're saying start from scratch every time and they hit a wall, it does not exist. Mm-hmm. What? God damn, dude. You just... I wish I could see my face. I'm just like... <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Oh, you just... So you might not be a person who talks a lot, but the things you say, I, they you really hit me.
0: Oh well, I I appreciate that. I that means a lot to me.
1: Yeah, because and so this is another thing. So my podcast producer, he's first of all, he says, "I love when you talk to academics. Y'all talk in paragraphs,"
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> which I'm sure he means. It makes it easier for him to edit. <laughs> But he is always like, oh, my God, did you that thing just I'm like and I'm, I have ADHD, so I won't remember this damn conversation until I listen to the podcast. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> but um, wow, this is why I take these notes. And I did um, bookmark um, the color of law. So I'm adding that to the hashtag called the scene um, with Amazon wish list for somebody to go on and pick that up for me. But what would you like to say in closing? Uh,
0: I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, <laughs> thanks for listening. I, don't, <laughs> uh, I mean, I I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, you know, I, uh, I mean, I watch you engage and I, I, I admire the way you engage. It takes a lot of courage. Um, and you know, um, I know you don't like, I think you don't like when people say that. Um, <laughs> But I, I'll, I'll take my... For a black man, I'll take it. For a black man, I'll take it. I'll risk it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it, it's going to take all of us, you know, um, doing what we got to do um, because, uh, I mean, I, yeah, if, I guess that, what that leads me to is um, I think there's not a lot of nihilism, you know, a lot of, like, fatalistic or, you know, tech determinism Mm-hmm. that tells us that where we are is where we have to be
1: oh i'm so um, optimistic because that's bullshit
0: yeah and <laughs> I, I know you don't believe that you're <laughs> fighting it you know i'm fighting it you know and I, I mean i just encourage people uh in their way you know whatever kind of fighter you are can be to do that
1: yeah and to cause a scene because
0: yeah everybody
1: does that. tell people you can cause a scene in your own way you're doing research you're 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 informing me because I share many of the articles that you. So everybody can't be the mic like I am. I i recognize that I put myself in a position. I take some hits that other people can't afford to take hits on, and so I t- make that my responsibility. But I'm not doing it alone because I have you and other people behind me feeding me information, um, yeah. and I tell, it's showing me which directions to go in to ask further questions. And that's why I I, I want to amplify the work that you individuals are doing, because you are um, informing me so I can inform others. And again, it talks about strategy. You know, one of the tenets of Hashtag Call the Scene is intention without strategy is chaos. Um, and there's so much chaos that we experience because people don't know they, they, there's no strategy behind what they do. But it also speaks to a question that someone asked me. A, a white woman asked me um, uh, because she was getting challenged on her activism, and she was like, "Has have anybody ever said to you that you center yourself in your um, in your activism?" I'm like, "No, I'm a black woman. We don't have the the luxury of centering ourselves. I recognize that I got here on the shoulders of others." And so I'm gonna also continue to do that, and also put others on my shoulder. So um, I want to thank you for allowing me to be on your shoulder.
0: Oh wow, wow. Um, okay, I, <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I mean, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't think of it that way, but I will try to accept that that compliment. Thank you.
1: Oh, this is so funny. I'm in, I'm in tears now because your face is. <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: Well, thank you for being on the show well thank you so much for having me I, re- I really appreciate it and have a wonderful day all right you too thank you bye-bye Bye.
1: thank you for listening to this week's episode of the hashtag Call the scene podcast and I'd like to thank all our current sponsors of the podcast and the hashtag Call the scene movement of course, we strongly encourage everyone to become an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Call the Scene community. Just visit the website at HashtagCalltheScene.com to sign up today. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day.